Thanks for joining Score Projections on Tuesday, May 3rd. So baseball good, hockey bad. That's the mantra from yesterday, the results from yesterday. So we have to move on. I did mention this, and I'll continue to mention mention it because there's always new listeners on a day-to-day basis. Postseason sports is more for watching than it is for betting, number one. Number two, there's exceptions to every rule. I bet a lot of March Madness. I bet a lot of NFL playoffs. Both sports extremely profitable, more so March Madness. And I had a lot of bets on March Madness. Not just winning a high percentage, but a lot of bets. I think actually seemed like maybe even more than the regular season. There's exceptions to every rule, but I just want to reiterate: you don't have to bet games for the sake of betting games. You don't. There's always more games tomorrow. There's a lot of the betting public that jumps in for the postseason because that's when they become most interested and that is the most dangerous time to bet. And that oftentimes is why they don't bet during the regular season is because they lost during the postseason and they weren't even, and they were paying more attention during the postseason because that is what drives the market is what is the interest of it? What's the the attention that's being paid to it? That's not equal, that does not equal more profit that equals more betting handle, more action. It becomes more profitable when the public moves a team. They love a dog, or more commonly, they love a favorite, and it moves in an irrational amount. Then you find value on the other side. That's where postseason becomes valuable. Then and only then. Otherwise, it's just any other game, and usually the lines are actually not worse. They're tighter so it's harder to bet into. You find the weaker lines during the regular season. Okay, enough of that soapbox. So we'll get right into, right into NBA. I'm passing for reasons I just said. If I had to bet, some people want at least an opinion. My opinion is the home teams, Boston and Memphis. Why? Well, you can argue about the faulty zigzag theory that they alternate wins, especially in a situation. This is actually, you can see this. There is some truth to this that a home and away series where the home team is playing the first two at home and they've lost the first game, it is very, very common that that team, who's supposed to be the better team, seated as a better team, better record, will come back and win. Now, become, now fighting the spreads is where the danger comes in. In this case, Memphis has the better, is there an underdog? So Memphis, because again, it's just winning the game. So you're taking underdog money in that. And that's how I'd probably play that. I'd take Memphis at plus money and be done with it. Boston, yeah, four and a half point favorite. They really should win the game, but I don't really want to put any money on that. So that's it. I don't want to drag that on. I'm not betting on it. So what opinion do I have that matters? I don't have enough of an opinion to tell you that I think this team is, a, is the way to play. So if you don't like what I've said, disregard it. I hope I've added some value, at least to think about it. Oh, yeah, you know, do I really expect the home team in Memphis to lose twice in a row? Mm-hmm. I don't, but I won't bet on it. Let's move into hockey, which sucked yesterday. It's interesting. The, the, two, the, the two home teams that, that won first, I did have a lean on Carolina. I didn't have enough of an opinion on Toronto. I thought Toronto would win the series, but I didn't have enough opinion on the first game. It seemed like maybe Tampa Bay would pull off the upset in the first game, wake up Toronto. 
did not even come close. It was 5-0. So I took the final two games as home teams, and I'm thinking, oh boy, do I really want 4-0 home teams? It just doesn't work that way. But here I am today saying that the four home teams are the better plays. I'm not going to put much money on it, though. The biggest chance for an upset is Pittsburgh, and that's why they're the lowest underdog pricing because they have the best chance to win. So the odds makers, the bookmakers, and I agree, and I think the public as well because public moves the public. All bets move the line. But my play is New York minus 130. You're looking at the best goalie this season. He hasn't been the greatest in the last week or so. Hopefully that was just treading water and then he wakes up here and does his business. No matter what, he had the best save percentage and best goal against average in the entire league. So that's telling that the defense in front of him is good and he himself is good. Shesterkin, he's a player. He's a guy. I'm not going against him. Minus 130 at home. It's a play on the goalie. I'm taking it. Now, Florida, Colorado, Calgary. They all should win. Way too expensive to play on their own. You're just risking too much juice. So I'm going to have very small bets on these in parlays. These are going to be my pizza and beer parlay feature. I'm just going to give it out right now. Again, the two-leg, two-team parlay is the pizza. The three-teamer, three-legger is the beer. Um, we had we just missed a th- plus 306 or 308, which whatever which one it was, it's plus 300 something. Uh, and all we needed was Edmonton to come in. Edmonton fell on their face, lost four to three to the LA Kings. So that cost us a huge winner, but again, only one eighth of a unit. Again, for the new listeners, the two teamer is one fourth of one unit. The three-teamer is one-eighth of one unit. If you don't play strict unit betting, just come up with a number you like. I told people to play 25 bucks on the two-teamer and 12.50 on the three-teamer. But you got to do what you got to do. If that's a tiny amount for you and it's less than an eighth, then move it up. If that is an enormous amount of money for you, then you should not be playing that much. Pay, pay a dollar if that's what you want. If you're just listening for entertainment and you're just looking for some fun money, Put the smallest amount that you're comfortable with on there because that's the smallest bet I ever play is one eighth of a unit. I've never played anything that small other than parlays. So what I'm doing is I'm taking Calgary and Florida. That's plus 105. I'm taking Calgary, Florida, and Colorado. That's plus 168. Those are full game money lines. So they can go to overtime if they need to. Why is Colorado the third leg and not part of the both? Because believe it or not, even though they're the highest favorite for the day, I think that biggest chance for an upset other than Pittsburgh again I'm not taking Pittsburgh I'm taking the Rangers but all these huge favorites Nashville seems more logical for an upset than either Washington or Dallas it doesn't mean I think they're going to upset I just think there's more of a chance of it so that's the third leg not the not one of the first two uh, again the, the money's too high you either play all three underdogs and hope that you win one. But if you just win one and it's not Nashville, you've lost money. That doesn't seem logical. You could play all three on the puck line. That's probably a little bit better bet. I think it is a better bet, but it's not good enough to play. If you win two out of three, you're great. Three out of three, awesome. You're not going to win. I don't think you went three out of three on the puck line. I hope you went three out of three on the money line. But if you take the money line, 
you, you need to win two out of three for sure, and you'd still lose a tiny bit of money if you, if, and that's for sure if only Colorado wins. If Colorado loses, yeah, then you're going to lose money even if you win the other two. So that's why it's just a small play on those parlays. All right, let's move on to baseball. I have a lean on San Diego in an earlier game, but it's not strong enough to play as a road team. I'm just going to pass. So here's the four plays I have. Some of you that have not gotten into the correlated parlay game, you really should. Correlated parlays have historically been the way to play parlays, and now most of the big books are letting you do correlated parlays in baseball, meaning you have two bets on the same outcome. The total and the side, the winner, have correlation as opposed to the the ones we just talked about, the pizza and beer, where the outcome of Colorado has absolutely no bearing on the outcome of Florida. All right, that being said, I only have one that's not a correlated parlay. That's St. Louis over Kansas City. We won that one yesterday, one to nothing. Seems like it could be a low-scoring game again, so I don't want to do it. And at minus 115 for St. Louis, there's really no reason to add another bet into the mix. All right, so that's it, St. Louis minus 115. Now we're going to go with... Uh, Minnesota and over four and a half at plus 100. Meaning, obviously, I like Minnesota, but I choose not to pay any juice on them as a visitor. The home and away won't have much to do with the total. That doesn't mean that there's not a difference between the ballpark of Minnesota and Baltimore. What that means is whether the the total is not the total is set for that ballpark and these two teams. It doesn't matter who's at who's at home as far as how much they're going to score other than the fact of what ballpark they're already in, which the line's been set on. Hopefully it didn't take too many words to explain that. So over four and a half has good value. That doesn't mean it's going to win. We've added risk, but that risk is a trade-off to get the line down to plus 100. Simple enough. Colorado and Washington will take Colorado and over seven and a half at plus 115. Sure, that you know there is a possibility that the game goes under, that's why the line keeps moving up. But it's not overpriced yet until it's until it's hard to get an under. Then the line will be overpriced. Then you can think about certainly the adjusted unders. But we'll take the adjusted over at 7.5 plus 115. Finally finish with the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. you got to go with the Dodgers of the home team here. I don't want to pay any juice because they are playing the Giants. Those two teams battled it out to the end for the best record in baseball. Seems like they're going to be going on that path again. We'll take the Dodgers, but we'll mix it with over 3.5 at minus 105. We've added significant risk because these two teams could have a low-scoring game. Absolutely. But at minus 105 for that, I find it to be better value than paying Los Angeles money line at minus 141 or, or something in that area. Again, shop around for your best lines here. There is a huge difference I've seen between the books on the same-game parlays. I'm not going to shill for any different books. I, I just ask you to do your own homework on that and shop around. There's nothing wrong with setting up a new sports book account with a very small investment just to get the best lines. That is actually how you should be betting. You should be investing in sports. Yeah, if you don't lose, it doesn't matter. But guess what? You lose. I play a lot of games every day. If I didn't care about the line then I shouldn't be betting because that is a, an enormous difference in how you bet. Yes, the number one factor is take the right side. 
but a close number two is get the right line. Don't blindly bet as your local guy, quote unquote, or at the book you're comfortable with. Find one. All, all the licensed books in the United States pay. They have they will not be allowed to not pay. If they ever went to the point of a bankruptcy, which none of them are in danger of, somebody else would buy them out. That actually has happened overseas, even when they're in danger, somebody will buy out their account. Anyway, shop around, get the best lines. Dodgers and over, Colorado and over, Minnesota and over, St. Louis straight up. That's it. Best of luck. <laughs>